Well, hey there, and welcome to Illumination Podcast with Nick and Kisma. I'm Nick, and I'm here with Kisma. And today, our topic is the three keys to successful relationships. Welcome to the Illumination Podcast with Nick and Kisma, bringing you ancient wisdom for modern day success so that you can sparkle just a little bit brighter each and every day. If what you hear speaks to your soul, go ahead and give us a rating and a review in iTunes. You can also find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And hey, if there's somebody in your life that you think would enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them. Well, hello, Kisma. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. Great. Hope all our listeners are doing fabulous as well. I'm sure they are. And uh, I'm excited today for this topic. This is something that we've been talking about for a long time. Yeah, talking about doing this podcast on relationships. Uh, it comes up in so many different ways and mm. and it just seems like... You know, for obvious reasons, it's intertwined with everything. Everything is a relationship. But you were really the one who who were like, we're doing this one. <laughs> we're doing it. So um, tell me, like, what, what inspired you? What made now the time? Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, we've been diving into teachings the last couple of weeks in a big way. We've been diving into our clearing processes. We've certainly been um, helping many, many clients and students. And one of those key pieces that comes up is relationships, whether it's at home with family members, whether it's an intimate relationship, whether it's one with our kids or our parents, or relationships with work. And, you know, when we looked underneath it all, we went to some of the deep teachings, I found, and, and we know this to be true, any relationship that we quote unquote work on, like for lack of a better word, is really fast track to your spiritual growth. Because it's impossible to elevate or, say, fix or heal a relationship or even complete a relationship without looking at oneself. Uh, That's absolutely true. I think this is an important topic because when you really look at it, one of the biggest things that I hear people talk about is the desire for more freedom in their lives. Mm -hmm. And... Certainly in personal relationships and relationships just to other humans in general, that can be very restrictive, mm-hmm. you know, depending on, uh, you know, what kind of relationship that is, the culture that you've been brought up in, um, and just whatever things might have been programmed into you as far as, you know, what other people are going to think of you mm-hmm. and, and those kinds of things can be super restrictive. Now, that's one layer of it, just human to human, but then you also look at we're actually relating to every object in our lives as well. Right. And our activities, you know, and it's it's the relationship. It's like what's between you and that. Right. uh, That is important. And if you want the ultimate freedom, really the simple answer to that is to become more objective in relationships. And so that's, to me, that's really what this conversation is about. And that's, that's also why I think it's so important to absolutely master relationships in every way. And, (laughs) you know, your point about the fast track to, uh, really looking at yourself and, you know, developing yourself is, uh, I've 
that I just found that to be entirely true yeah. in, in so many very true painful ways. So <laughs> yeah. So when you talk about the key is objectivity, you know, then we we reverse engineer that. Well, how does one have more objectivity? What even is objectivity? And objectivity in its highest form is is self sufficiency. Not wanting, you know, desires are good, especially when your desires are to be a better human, your desires are to elevate your life, your family's life, what you do, the impact in the world, but to not be attached to the outcome of it. So when you look at that in relationships, the desire is always to elevate the relationship, whether it's to be closer or whether it's to be in your business or your company and serve in a higher way, have higher productivity Whatever that relationship is, we want to elevate. However, if we're extremely attached to it, we lose objectivity and we create then the codependency. We want the other person, you know, we're looking at that other person. So if you look at the codependency in an intimate relationship, it's that other person's making me happy, that other person's my soulmate, that other person's my other half. I can't live without her or him. You know, how many songs have been written about that? But then when you're putting all this weight on your happiness being determined by another human, guess what you're going to do? You're going to try and control that human to be and mold into a being that you want because your happiness is reliant upon him or her. Big problem. Big problem. It's pretty much every love song ever, ever, ever yeah. written. The one, you know, the one that stands out to me outside of that is, and I always come back to it, is um, Billy Joel, Just the Way You Are. Just the Way You Are. Oh, like, Billy. He, he totally nailed it on he that did. one. He did. He did good. Great tune. Um, so when we talk about the keys to this, mm-hmm. are we ready to dive into that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, as we were talking before we got on the podcast, the, the big piece as with everything is... You know, you've all of you have heard us say it's not the world that's the problem. It's our relationship to the world. It's our perception of the world. It's our perception of things going on in our lives and how we handle it. So it's going to be the same with our relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why, and the relationship is the fundamental between all of that because yes. it's basically your individual to the thing that is yeah, the outside thing or of the you. person yeah. or the pet. Yeah. The, the tree, <laughs> the house. <laughs> Whatever that thing is or person is, that your relationship to that is um, mm-hmm. to have it be clean and clear and of the right. highest. So right. was when we dive into the keys, the first one we actually talked about on our last podcast when we talked about living in love, mm-hmm. and we talked about acceptance. Yeah. And just fully accepting that other person for who and what they are. Yes. So I think to continue on, we may dive off into objects, but in general, we're going to keep this topic mm-hmm. to humans, humans, yeah. like human to human. Whether in a work, work yeah. relationship or a intimate relationship or a family. Yeah, acceptance is a big piece because you have to ask yourself, well, who am I to expect somebody to change? It's really coming from an egotistical place. Well, that person needs to change. Says who? Yeah. On the other hand, with that, as we accept the people we're with, you know, and we uh, we often dial it back to you got to know who the person is. So say you're you're looking at somebody at work and this person is just always complaining. It's got something going on. You walk in and he's complaining. This is day in and day out. 
Well, if you walk in always expecting him to be different, you're going to be severely disappointed. And that's actually your disappointment because you're expecting this human to be somebody that he isn't. Now, having said that, we also have obligations of upholding the relationship. Right, right. So if someone is working at your company and they're always complaining, you, if you're the owner or a manager, you have an obligation to sit that person down and be like, "Uh uh-uh, this ain't going to fly. If your partner or spouse decides, hey, I'm not going to go to work, I think I'll sit on the sofa and watch reruns of Law & Order and drink beer, you can't... That you. There's a stepping in of upholding the level of the relationship. So there's a key of doing this. So why are you talking about assessment? There's assessment, yes. Yeah. Assessment, not being internally reactive, but still being able to have that conversation. Well, that's the piece that I was going to bring out. Like the real key to this is recognizing the internal reaction that you have versus Mm -hmm. the external response. Yes. And so acceptance is truly that when you take it to the end, it's like really and truly not expecting anybody to behave any differently. The same way that a two-year-old will throw a temper tantrum right. when they don't get their favorite toy, mm-hmm. right? They'll, you kind of expect that and you look at them and you're like, oh, that's so cute, mm-hmm. right? Or not. Or not, <laughs> right? But but at the end of the day, you're like, it's a two-year-old. Like right. that's what two-year-olds do. Uh, but he, adults do... <laughs> Adults do the same thing all the time. They throw their little temper tantrum, uh, you know, when things don't go their way or it's not, you know, they're mm-hmm. feeling whatever they're feeling and they get into this little temper tantrum about it. Like that's exactly what does, the adults do. And it's really not any different. So the ex, the internal part is like, of course, that's who they are. Yes. That's what they're going to do. The moment that you get disturbed by it, mm-hmm. now you've got something to work on. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So the oh, moment that, that you take painful. the hit, yeah, it's really painful because it's so easy to be like, oh, like there's an idiot. Like, how could they do that? Or mm-hmm. whatever that thing is. Or like, what's wrong with that person? Now you're in judgment and now you're separated from like a true sense of acceptance. Mm-hmm. So that hit that you take, that's your problem. Yes. That's your thing to deal with. Right. And true objectivity is not having that, is basically like, that's exactly who they are. Exactly. This person's a lying snake of a narcissist. Mm-hmm. So why would I expect them to be any different? Why would you, yeah, why would you expect them to be truthful? But do we roll over and let them be the lying snake narcissist? Well, down here, now we get into the external is how, right. you, how you deal with them and manage them. The obligation to keep your life clean, to uphold your company or even your relationship or whatever, it doesn't mean you roll over and just let them plow all over you as a narcissistic snake. Exactly. So if you have a narcissistic snake in your life, you, you're you going to need proper boundaries for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, if you allow that into your life, you're basically allowing, you know, a poisonous person into your life like right. no it's basically like letting a poisonous snake into your bed at night exactly you know you might you both you might just sleep just fine <laughs> until that one night when you don't and then you don't wake up mm-hmm. and that's pretty much how that goes mm-hmm. so the external of how you deal with it is whatever is appropriate for the situation right and that is obviously got endless variations yeah. Yeah. into how that can play out And we're happy to take questions on that. If you want to email questions Mm -hmm. in, um, happy to help you with that. But the endless variations there are the way that you make sure. 
Put him on a train. Send him home. Yeah. <laughs> Out of here. You're on the train. Got the train to Truth Town. So the external way of how you deal with that just really depends on the context of the situation and what your desired outcome is. Mm-hmm. But the internal piece, mm-hmm. like when you get disturbed, that's when you know that you have a problem. And that's really important to understand as far as, you know, what true objectivity or acceptance mm-hmm is in a relationship and also how it will show up again and again and again until we do look at ourselves so how many of you out there have been through the same relationship with just a different body and face because you didn't go through the process of inquiry to your own issues or triggers or whatever it is And you blame the other person and you break up or they break up or whatever. And then you enter the same relationship with a different person six months later. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. So it's like the universe (laughs) keeps sending this little message in a different body and a face. Hey, you know, go figure this out in you. And honestly, it's not always comfortable, but it's really the fast track to cleaning up anything going on in the current relationship and really elevating yourself so that... You're, you're poised better to handle anything. And interestingly enough, if we look at the energetics of it, once a one person in the relationship really starts clearing their issues and their low vibratory emotions or low vibratory energy, the other person doesn't have as much to feed off of. So if you're in a relationship that has a lot of drama and trauma, if you cut cords to that and you're just like, I'm not going there at first, it's going to fire up some things. Chances are that other person who wants the drama is going to hook in a little bit more. But after a while, their drama is not getting fed. So it's going to dissipate or they'll go somewhere else, but at least you're not taking it on. My experience of those situations has been that it it usually flares up first before Mm -hmm. it just either blows out or or finally resolves. Right. not fun, really, not fun. particularly it, it, either way, but but way better in the long run because yeah. now you don't have mm-hmm. you don't have that. And right. dra- dra- dramatic people create drama everywhere they go, and the everywhere. more activated that they become, right. they're like a world. They're like the Tasmanian devil, you know. Mm-hmm. But he just keeps speeding up and speeding up, and he's spinning around, just basically tearing up everything yeah. that he comes in contact with. Yeah. But that's what happens with drama, you right. know. So. When you start to shift that, it it really, you know, (laughs) it can get a little nutty. But if you're the drama creator, like if you've imploded many relationships in your life, just take a pause, man, and look like, why? What is it that you're expecting from other people that you really need to give yourself? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, really big. So always worth re-listening to our episode on love, how to live in love, the secret to living in love. That was a good one. That was a really good one. And then just to back up to one thing Mm -hmm. that you said, I I just, this is my personal feeling on this. You you said, you know, oh, the universe keeps sending that Mm -hmm. to you. I I feel like it's really like you keep choosing that. Oh, totally. You You keep choosing it. You keep attracting it. Yeah, totally. But what I mean is like the universe is trying to like, slap you a little bit like come on dude wake up but you're making the choice because that issue energy whatever is in you and it can't help but go like if you've got a lot of martyr energy man you're gonna find someone that you can just martyr yourself and take care of them until the day that they don't like how you're doing it and then you're gonna be angry yeah and then it's all gonna go through another cycle it's just not fun yeah it does take the fun Mm -hmm. out of life Mm -hmm. so yeah it's like it's like it's funny though it's 
how sometimes, you know, the universe and, and this like becomes the oppressor. Yeah, that's like, no, it's <laughs> your choosing, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're totally choosing yeah, that. Choosing. Um, whether you recognize it or not, and that's not a blaming type of thing mm-hmm. of like, look what's wrong with you, you're choosing this. Um, it's more like uh, just recognizing that, wow, like there's a role that you're playing and there's an, there's an energetic dance going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that continues to recreate this. And for me, you know, just, just a personal share like it was kind of difficult to see sometimes because I was more on like a longer term relationship schedule. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't like tear through, you know, relationships or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I like relationships. Mm -hmm. I like being in relationship with people. So it would take time Mm -hmm. for these patterns to reveal and then be like, crap, you know, like I'm kind of like back where I started. Yeah. Um, so it was a little frustrating, you know, and Mm -hmm. it wasn't always as easy to see, but then you realize and you're like, and then I met you and it was just like radically different. Like Mm -hmm. you were definitely like a radically different person for me. Kind of radically different. So, okay. So acceptance. Now, what about this other note before, because we don't want to talk about me. What about this other note that we wrote down of attitude of service? We don't want to talk about you. Attitude of service. Attitude of service. That's a pretty cool thing. It's um, keeping, it's basically keeping an attitude of service. It's just what it says, keeping Mm -hmm. an attitude of service. In your relationships. In in all of your relationships. Mm -hmm. So this goes human to human. This is more specific human to human for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's basically like, hey, this human wants something Mm -hmm. out of their life. They want to feel a certain way. They want to accomplish certain things. Um, They want to have certain things. Uh, I'm going to help you in whatever way that I know how. Mm -hmm. Right? And holding that attitude of service uh, of their highest. Mm -hmm. Right? So this is not enabling Mm -hmm. of... I want, you know, a pound of cocaine. Will you please go get me a pound of cocaine? No, it right? is not that. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Mm-mm. That's not good. Um, but it's the attitude of service towards towards their highest and towards what this human wants out, right. of, out of their life. Right. So this is, this is true. This is one for sure that operates in intimate. And I think that's easy, easier to see. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth, but it's, this is also really important in work relationships too. Totally. You know, whether you're in, um, more of a subordinate role of a, of a worker or whether you're in a management role, making sure that that person is in a role that's right for them, that they're having the opportunity to express themselves, that they have the ability to step in fully as themselves and to feel useful, to feel valued. Um, That's really important. And and holding an attitude of service towards them in order to help them have that. We call that their swadharma. Yeah, express their sweat armor, their yeah, nature. Their nature. So you're not going to put someone who hates numbers as your bookkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have someone who hates numbers as your bookkeeper, your business is not going to do well and they're miserable. So change it. Yeah, that's just horrible yeah. all the way around. So the attitude of service. Yeah. yeah. And so I see this too as if you work for a company, how do you go to work every day understanding the company culture and how you want to lift that up every single day? It's a change in perception. Like if you're used to going to work, you're like, oh my God, I'm here for eight or nine hours. I hate my job. This sucks. I'm behind a computer. But if you can light some inspiration and look deeper into the company, I'm hoping the company you work for has like a culture and a value and a why mission, then you can get behind it. And it's going to be the same thing, you know, if you own your business. So oftentimes we're so driven by sales and numbers and all this stuff, but you have to get behind how you're helping people, what it is you're here to do, how you're going to elevate 
the entire planet. Because when you do that, you'll have more energy to really create that momentum and move the mission forward. Right, right. And when I when I think about service with this, it's like no matter how high up you are on the chain or how low you are on the chain, like there's people around you that you can impact in a positive way mm-hmm. that will improve um, their lives and the culture and 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 ultimately the business as a whole. And to really, I think, honor that. And that's you know that's a daily choice. It's just like any other relationship is a daily choice. You mm-hmm. step in. And you make the choice to either be the downer in the downdraft or the um, apathetic person who just doesn't care about anything or that person who really steps in as a leader Mm -hmm. to say like, all right, you know, we're in this together. Let's let's do something. here." it's basically we kind of laugh about this when a couple, for instance, gets into a fight. One of them has to have an intellect at that moment, like somebody needs to hold the rain, so to speak, because if two people are blowing up at each other, then things get said that can be regretful, um, detrimental and hurtful. One person needs to like take that breath and be like, okay, I have the intellect, the other person's going to unload, I'm going to do my best to really somehow take make that person right, make our, our marriage, our partnership right and take it higher. Yeah, that's um, by intellect, just just so that we're hundred percent clear on that. We're basically talking somebody has to maintain the objective role. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, people, but and you can do it. You can you you can totally do it. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the it's definitely not the easiest thing in the world. But um, but if you if you are committed to that, mm-hmm. if you're committed to not having things blow up mm-hmm. and spin out of control and say horrible things that you regret later. Um, if you're committed to not doing those things, then you you know you'll be more apt to step right. into the role of the intellect and do that. Now, here's just one. I think this goes more for guys, mm-hmm. but probably for some women too. Is when you're purely when you're if you're the dude and you're in the objective role, mm-hmm. it's it very important that you show some emotion as well. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, not um, ex- show some emotion. Express the express the requisite emotion or the appropriate emotion, and uh, and and it doesn't go well. It people. doesn't go well. Yeah, it's like yeah. Well, especially if your partner's divine expression. Not that I'm saying this is you at all. No, but but just it, especially if your partner's a divine expression and they need to be they need that being heard kind of thing, and you're just you like. Know, oh. Honey, shutting I down you. you know like, i hear you i totally hear you thank yeah. you for sharing yeah yeah those are more like yeah okay work in progress but tip for the guys especially yeah. but for the women too you know but i think that it tends what i've noticed it seems to be more of a guy problem right. like well, we do when we get objective we're just like get it handled yeah well i right. think the tip for everybody is to take a breath or take six breaths and look at yourself first it's like what have what's my responsibility at this moment if there's an argument, if there's a fight, what's my responsibility? What did I do? Because usually there's like a two-way street going on. Sometimes it's a one-way street, but if it's a two-way, you want to know like what what did you do? And then what attitude of service can you shift into to really elevate what could be a downward spiraling situation? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it, everyone. Like that is a skill to have. 
You know, when you can, when people have a disagreement or when someone's coming off in a really negative way or they're complaining or they're hurt, if you can find a way to help them feel safe, but then, you know, and and elevate them, like make them at least right for sharing and coming to you. But then whatever the partnership is, like if you're at work and and one of your teammate comes to you and they're complaining or whatever, thank them for expressing themselves, but remind them that company culture, right? That why, that passion, so that you reignite the attitude of service and the obligation between the two of you or the three of you or whatever, and then redefine the why and take it to the higher. And you can do this in a marriage, in a part intimate partnership as well. It's like, why are you together in the first place? Redefine that and re-elevate it. This is actually one of the things that is most fulfilling in a human's life mm-hmm. is to feel like you meant something right. to somebody or your life meant something. And that comes from service, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why that's really, it's important for you right, to hold this attitude because it's going to help you feel more fulfilled. Now you brought up the business culture kind of thing. And I think that's an important piece of this is like, and you, and you've said this like with the why, like understanding mm-hmm. not just the why behind the company, because, you know, let's be honest, some companies might not have the biggest why yeah. and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Well, they need a bigger why. Maybe. Yeah. They need to listen to our podcast and have a why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they could, they could amp that up, but mm-hmm. that's, that's their part of it. Mm-hmm. But it's to understand it's, And if, especially if you're in a leadership role is to help them understand like why they're important, like why, mm-hmm. um, why it's important that they're on time, why it's important that their attitude is not, you know, such a downdraft, like negative Nelly type, you know, why, why their job is important, why Mm -hmm. it's important to be done as such, like when they understand that more, they can get more behind it. And then they take ownership over it rather than constantly being prodded along, which is like, imagine like you were that person. Like, how does that feel? That sucks, you know? You know, and if you're a leader, man, this is just one of the biggest gifts. And it comes from such a high level of self-sufficiency when you can look at your business and understand everybody plays a role. You know, it's that example of, when the president of the United States or the governor of a state or the mayor of a city understands that the humans collecting garbage are as important as they are, it's humbling, but it's also, it just shows their ability to lead. Because if we don't have people picking up the garbage, our streets begin to smell very quickly. And then all of a sudden you have a lot of unhappy people, a lot of, um, yucky mess and disease and smell and everything goes down yeah goes to hell in a handcart like super fast but the mayor can take off for a month and go to timbuktu or wherever and And it's like phone it in yeah Yeah. okay now we don't but the city needs a mayor right so Mm -hmm. if you're a leader man you begin to see the it's the spoke in the wheel example everyone is a spoke and you break one of those spokes and that wheel is is not as strong. It's right. much weaker. And and just to reflect back on that, you know, when you're coming from that place of attitude of service, this is not, you know, being subordinate. This is about someone who has such confidence and such clarity and such positivity in their life that they can serve. And they can do so without being exhausted, without being entrenched in the drama. The trauma is like, I am so happy. You know, this is karma yoga at its highest. 
Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what mm-hmm. it is. And that's why it's so important is because it it refines your quality of action. Right. And the more that you bring this into every area of your life, um, the more ease you're going to have for sure. Mm-hmm. And also just the more flow of right. energy because this is that is actually a really important law, right? You don't get until you give. Exactly. And you folk if you focus on getting first, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're in for a lot of struggle. Right. Just like in one of our deep soul clearings, there's always the intention to have, you know, omni divine love flowing out and flowing in. It needs to go both ways. It always has to go yeah. both ways. Yeah. Um, that because con- that's the continual mm-hmm. cycling cycling. It keeps the like keeps right. the river clean, you totally. know, so to speak. So we have acceptance. We have attitude of service. What's the third key? The third key is is being true to yourself and really being true to your value. Oh, one's you own know? value. So Here we go. Basically just knowing who you are mm-hmm. so that you can be authentic in the relationship. That's right? so awesome. And and knowing the value of that. Right. The, your own value as a human being. So where this... I, where, this is where I think this goes sideways real quickly is is we people bounce between inferiority, I'm not good enough, that yes. person's so much better, uh, all that kind of thing, it, and then to superiority, like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing that. What's wrong mm-hmm. with that person? And so these are just flip sides of the same coin. And so if you're in one you have the other. Right. And you'll go back and forth it's between the, same the two. It's the same disease, inferiority and superiority. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah, that's a good way to put it, same disease. So the idea is basically just to not play that game. So you'll hear us talk a lot about removing right and wrong and good and bad from right. vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Just just take it out all together. Try it for a week. Oh, it's so And liberating. see what happens with your life. And you'll you'll notice a truly different perspective. Well, this is the same thing. Inferiority inferiority or superiority. It's basically like, well, what's my role in this situation? Right. And just because you're lower on the chain, so to speak, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you're inferior. It means you have a different role. Yes. Right? And the inferiority piece is a personalization of that. Right. And if you have a good leader above you, that person will recognize that your input's important and there's a time and a place for you to chime in and have a say in what's happening. Totally. It's just ultimately oh, the decision doesn't come down to you. everybody up. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You leaders out there, managers, when you can get an opinion from somebody on your team they feel that value and and then it becomes a more cohesive workplace when you have a partnership or a family and you listen to the opinions of the people in your family they feel more involved more connected absolutely now depending on the situation there may not be time for that to always have that input True. you know if it's like you have to act quickly the leader needs to make the decision right and you go with it right and then everybody plays their role uh, but certainly as a leader, it's like giving them the opportunity. And when you're in the key to battle, so to speak, is to make sure that, you know, you're still listening to those people because they're boots on the ground effectively of, you know, how, what, like what's actually happening there and, and their direct feedback is really important. Right. So keeping that, that, um, line of communication open and staying out of this superiority, inferiority kind of thing, 
um, helps to keep the line of communication open. And what that does is, is at the end of the day, it helps each individual to just be more objective to their role and to see how they fit as a spoke in the wheel. Right. Right. You don't have just like one spoke. You've got a bunch of spokes and all those spokes are important in order to keep the wheel spinning in balance. Right. So love it. Really important. Yeah. Now, how do you, how do you think about that in intimate relationships? That's got a little bit of a different hue to me. Well, think about it. When two people come together and they both know their own self-value without being in this superiority complex or without having low self-esteem, that is one dynamic relationship. Yeah, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. What about neediness? Neediness isn't good. <laughs> no, needy is unattractive. Neediness just starts pulling in more of that martyr energy and I'm going to fix you energy and codependency. And I know that some people love to feel needed, but this is an exhaustive road. Yeah, it really is. Have you ever had one of those super needy guys? How long did that last? It did not last long. (laughs) Can't imagine. Can't imagine you tolerating that for very long. I got things to do. (laughs) Yeah, goodbye, dude. Uh, you crack me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just to really, I think, recap here, um, acceptance key, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the attitude of service, mm-hmm. very, important, very for, important for you as a human, but also for the, the strength mm-hmm. and the quality of the relationship. Yes. You know, and then just basically knowing who you are mm-hmm. and owning your value in that. Yeah. And the, the more you elevate yourself, man, that just is like one way to elevate your family. You know, the more you elevate yourself, the more objective you are, you'll go to work. It won't affect you like it did before. Your perception will change. You'll be like, oh, I'm here at my obligatory duties from 8 a.m. to 5. And then I get to go home. Like you'll enjoy life more. The perception is key of everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a sense of when I think about the inferiority superiority thing is is definitely a charged conversation Mm -hmm. about that. Um, But what's really valuable is the sense of humility. Right. Right. Um, And that's I think that's true in any relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's understanding that there's that the relationship this is how i think about it anyway but like if you just looked at an intimate relationship like ours like i look at the relationship itself as something to be developed like there's a humility towards that and mm-hmm. i play my role within that as mm-hmm. objectively as i can mm-hmm. um you know i'm a human being i've got my own stuff to work on that that comes out through that but ultimately that sense of humility in there and not being like the one who always needs to know or the one who always yeah. has to have it right Yeesh. you know yeah like that just gets really heavy it does I'm, I'm sure it's heavy for you but for me it's yeah, heavy you know totally. it's like it's really stressful mm-hmm. so that sense of humility but what i've seen also is that in a leadership role that sense of humility is also extremely valuable. Totally. You don't need to always have the answers. Like, that's why you have a team. Mm-hmm. And if you're the one who's got to, like, rule it with an iron fist and totally, like, know it all at all times, like, and you're afraid that they're not going to respect you if you don't have that, like, mm-hmm. that's... Yeah, what is forced you know, is never forceful. It's just not really going to yeah. work well. You want to be the ninja. Yeah. Ninja. Nin- <laughs> the ninja leader. Be that the is, ninja leader, man. That's like, your style. Have humility... Have like clear 
an accurate perception of everyone's gifts, you know, be able to go in and lift them up because you'll lift yourself up like be the ninja. Yeah. Ninja. I love it. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the three basic keys. Part of a much larger conversation. Obviously there's a lot of nuances to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll send your questions in info at sourcemovement.com. Yeah, this is a conversation that should definitely continue. Totally. Uh, and I'm sure it will because it always comes up, you know, mm-hmm. relationships between um, clients, right? right? People who have businesses and, you know, they're relating to their clients. Definitely mm-hmm. like, oh, now my, um, you know, I'm really growing and my spouse doesn't, you know, he doesn't know what to make of this mm-hmm. or she doesn't know what to make of this. And I feel like I'm different now. And yeah. like all these little things start to come up through this. So wherever you are, you know, just send us a question. Hopefully this will be helpful for you, yeah. but then send us a question at info at source movement and we'll keep the conversation going. Cause this is something in just for me that I'm super passionate about. And I think it's really, I think it's really important in everybody's life. Yeah, so totally love it. And speaking of questions, we had such a great question. Talk about ninja, a ninja question come in. How do I know or what is my soul's purpose? This came in from um, a new member of our tribe. And I was like, man, I love anybody who asked that question. What is my soul's purpose? Well, I think it's important. This is, I agree. This is a good question. It's something that obviously we hear a lot in mm-hmm. with what with what we do. Um, that people just don't know. And and I think, honestly speaking, if you don't know, it really is one of the most important things to yes. know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely a priority, um, but maybe not in the way that you think. Exactly. So in order to uncover this a little bit more, it's like, let's look at a few different layers of it. And there's definitely going to be what you do in the world, like how you choose to express that. That's mm-hmm. one layer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's actually not the most important layer mm-hmm. at all. What's more important is who you are right. at the core. Right. And how and then how you express that out. Like it's basically who you who, like w- like what is the essence of that being? Mm-hmm. And it they, it is different. Like just look around you. Like yeah. hu- human beings are all different. And that's what that's what I find so fascinating. I just think humans are awesome that way because they're just so amazing because they're all unique and different. And so there's something in there that is unique and different about you as well. And and knowing how to step into that right. so that you can know it for yourself. Because here's the thing, like nobody can really tell you that. Mm-mm. We can tell you like certain aspects of that based on the work that we do. But at the end of the day, like that's something for you to decide mm-hmm. and to step into. Right. Exactly. And and I think that's that's the most important thing to understand. Right. So how do you know your soul's purpose? Inquiry. 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 Yeah. But what I see, you know, the way that I look at it is inquiry is, is key. But one soul's purpose, one life purpose that everyone has is to really come from their full potential. Because when you make the choices to be your highest and best, your soul's purpose begins to unfold. Yeah, it does not need to be complicated. It it really doesn't. You don't have to be on this planet to, you know, build a hospital or to feed thousands of starving children, which would be really nice. And thankfully, there are those people that have that mission But for many of us, it's simply to be in your full potential because as you do that, you're affecting everybody around you, you're affecting the planet, and you'll find so much joy in it. So I would even take it like 
Let's just hold that our soul's purpose is to be joyful. Simple. Wouldn't that be a cool planet to live on? The world is complicated enough. Yeah. And when you can make it more simple, yeah, then you're definitely on to mm-hmm. something. And, and the thing, too, is that I know some humans ask this question because they want to know, well, what do I do? I'm, I don't like my job. I want to you know, do this. So here's the key. When you're coming and living from your full potential, you're mastering yourself. So that's really another purpose of being here is master yourself. When you master yourself, you have more clarity, you have more confidence, you're less affected by the world. And guess what? You begin to see exactly who you are and what you're here to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So in from a, for a more practical um, approach, just, just like bare bones, kind of like, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I had a great call actually on Wednesday, the peak of the week call. Peak of the week. So check do- out Nick's peak of the week. It's so awesome. I'll put a link in there for everybody yeah. so you can check it out. It's just basically it's an open call. It's mm-hmm. it's not super unlike a podcast, except mm-hmm. that I teach just a little bit at the beginning and then I just open up the lines for people's yeah. questions. And last week I got an awesome question that was really along these lines as well. You can tell we get this question a lot. Um, but it was like, okay, here's a person who's basically been like doing other things and looking after other people and doing all these other things and put themselves aside for a long time and their, their passions and their interests and things like that. And now it's like, well, what do I do? Like, I don't even know where to start, right. you know? And that's a really common experience. Right. You, know, you get into a career, a decade's gone before you even know what happened. And you're mm-hmm. like, holy crap, man. Like I'm 10 years older. Right. I remember I used to love this and this and this, and, and I just haven't done that in forever. And I don't even know where to start again. Well, I got news for you. You know, the world's changed in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but it hasn't changed that much. Yeah. And you can still go do those things. You can. So really, if you if that's the place that you're in is still just like confusion, f- this is where follow something that makes you happy makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. right? It, that's not an all the time thing because you will not build a successful business just doing things that make you happy. Right. There's right. going to be some things in there that you don't enjoy as much. Um, and that's okay. That's another conversation. But for this, as far as like just getting back into it, mm-hmm. it's like you're looking to connect those dots and you're looking to get back into that state of doing something just for the pure joy of doing it. Right. And that means a lot. Yeah. It really means a lot and it's a game changer. And a lot of times it's it's just not even about that thing. It's just about doing the thing. Doing the thing. So that you can just be like, I did it. Yeah. You know, and that was really at the end of the day, that was my mm-hmm. recommendation was like, okay, here's this thing you want to do. Just do it. Like this, this is like, it could be the end game for you, but it may not be. Right. And I suspect that there's something bigger. But at the end of the day, your next step right now is to just go follow that and just start to do that again. Yeah, totally. And then, then, then it starts to open up the creative energy. You mm-hmm. start to get back into you and then it can start to um, really expand and right. ripple out from there. So it's a creative process. Right. Totally. That step by step you'll unfold. Um, it's just making sure that you stay in the flow with it. Does, stay in does the that flow. make sense? Totally. Like, I don't want to go too far off on it, mm-hmm. but I, I think like it's w- w- when you just say sometimes, well, you need to know who you are and people don't even know where to start doing that. Well, yeah. that's where that advice becomes really, yeah. really valuable. And, and finally, to wrap it up, what you believe is your truth. So if you believe that you're here for no purpose, you will see that. If you believe 
that you are a good person, you will see that. If you believe that you have a mission, that mission is going to appear in front of you. So really look at what you believe, what you identify with, and make really wise choices. And my, yeah, that's great. And my last bit of advice around this would just be, uh, you know, you are the hardest one to see. Mm-hmm. So looking at yourself objectively can be very challenging. Totally. And so having somebody that can, how do I want to say it, hold you accountable to yeah. your hire. Well, and, and that might be your partner. And there's the attitude of service. You know, if you say to that person, hey, I want to be held accountable. I'm on this journey. They've got a role and it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And just helping having somebody else that you can just talk that through, whether yeah. it's a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we're big fans of mentorship. We've always had mentors. Um, but whoever that is for you in your life is somebody that can help you see yourself more objectively. Mm-hmm. And then your part, your role in this is to trust them enough. Right. When they say that, you know, when they say something that they see in you. Mm-hmm that's really powerful or something that you're really gifted at, like, oh my gosh, like you're awesome with people and the way that you, you know, the way that you talk to people and just the way that you are with people, like it's actually really powerful. And you're like, oh no, I don't do that. And all it's like, you get into that, like, dude, trust that person. Yeah. yeah. I know I was on with a, a client this morning and she was doing the ohm system and she felt a little stuck and she didn't take the actions that she knew she should have. And there, there were actually some strong physical reasons for that. But then she kind of threaded in, oh, but I, you know, I had four people call me for coaching. And I was like, well, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. You went through a whole clearing process. You're feeling kind of badly, but yet people are calling you. So in actuality, it's working really beautifully. Yeah. You we, know, but she didn't see it right away. And I was like, is that interesting? She's like, oh, yeah. It's so, it's so cute. It's so common. It's so her. common. Yeah. We've certainly done it, you know, yeah. and, and certainly mm-hmm. have seen so many people do that. It's, it's so easy to discount right. um, the things that are showing up for you that are awesome just because they don't look the way that you think they're supposed to or, your you know, your perception can get distorted. Right. And having another set of eyes on Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is super helpful so so awesome everyone so there you are acceptance attitude of service and know your own self value to thine own self be true oh that's awesome all right everyone thank you for being here peace namaste